Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. For those of you new to the show, we're studying the Book of Mormon together this year, and today we're going to be in Alma chapter 32. If you remember way back to the early days of this podcast in January, long before COVID-19 complicated our lives, we did a three-part episode on Lehi's vision in 1 Nephi chapter 8. Those are some of the most downloaded episodes of this show, so if you haven't listened to them, feel free to go back when you have time. You'll recall from that story that Lehi in his dream sees a tree. Quote, And it came to pass that I beheld a tree, whose fruit was desirable to make one happy. And it came to pass that I did go forth and partake of the fruit thereof, and I beheld that it was most sweet, above all that ever before I tasted. Yea, and I beheld that the fruit thereof was white, to exceed all the whiteness that I had ever seen. And as I partook of the fruit thereof, it filled my soul with exceedingly great joy. End quote. Nephi, his son, later interprets the dream for us, and of the tree explains, quote, It is the love of God which sheddeth itself abroad in the hearts of the children of men. Wherefore, it is the most desirable above all things, end quote. And then to his brothers, he teaches them that, quote, it was a representation of the tree of life. To get to the tree of life, Lehi in his dream sees, quote, and I beheld a rod of iron, and it extended along the bank of the river, and led to the tree by which I stood, and I also beheld a straight and narrow path, which came along by the rod of iron, even to the tree by which I stood. And it also led by the head of the fountain unto a large and spacious field, as if it had been a world, end quote. The rod of iron, quote, was the word of God, and whoso would hearken unto the word of God and would hold fast unto it, they would never perish. Neither could the temptations and the fiery darts of the adversary overpower them unto blindness, to lead them away to destruction, end quote. Okay, now you're probably thinking, uh, Caleb, I don't think Alma chapter 32 is about Lehi's vision. Well, it sort of is. It answers a lingering question from Lehi's vision that never really got resolved. After Lehi experienced the tree of life and its fruit and saw the path leading to the tree and the rod of iron running alongside the path, quote, and I saw numberless concourses of people, many of whom were pressing forward that they might obtain the path which led unto the tree by which I stood, end quote. So the question is, why did some people press forward to the path and try to get to the tree of life while others didn't? You'll recall that Laman and Lemuel were among those that did not try to get to the path, which broke Lehi's heart. This is relevant to you and me because many of the people we love don't press forward to try to start the path. Well, this is where Alma's teachings to the Zoramites about faith kicks in. Chapter 32, quote, And now, as I said concerning faith, Faith is not to have a perfect knowledge of things. Therefore, if ye have faith, ye hope for things which are not seen, which are true. End quote. The multitudes in Lehi's dream that pressed forward and started down the path towards the tree of life somehow had hope about what the tree would be like. They hadn't eaten of the fruit yet. If anything, they'd only seen the tree from a great distance, but they had hope that it would make them happy. So where did that hope come from? Quote, now, as I said concerning faith, that it was not a perfect knowledge, even so it is with my words. Ye cannot know of their surety at first, unto perfection, any more than faith is a perfect knowledge. But behold, if ye will awake and arouse your faculties, 
even to an experiment upon my words, and exercise a particle of faith, yea, even if you can no more than desire to believe. Let this desire work in you, even until you believe in a manner that you can give place for a portion of my words. End quote. In short, faith and hope in the tree of life, in the gospel of Jesus Christ, starts with hearing about it from someone like Alma, or from someone like you or me. In other words, no one can begin this journey of faith if they don't first hear about it from one of us. You'll recall in Lehi's dream, he saw his family out in the field and, quote, did say unto them with a loud voice that they should come unto me and partake of the fruit which was desirable above all other fruit, end quote. These words, this testimony from Lehi, was enough for Nephi, Sam, and Sariah to exercise a particle of faith, to have the desire to believe, enough to get them on the path and heading towards the tree of life. For Laman and Lemuel, however, Lehi's words weren't enough to instill hope in his sons, not even to experiment on his words and exercise a particle of faith. And so they never made it to the path. This is an important lesson in missionary work for all of us, Different people find hope in different aspects of the gospel, and we need to be in tune with the Spirit enough to recognize what part of the gospel might resonate with different individual people, or else some may not be impacted by our words. So once someone hears about the gospel from us and exercises a particle of faith, enough to get them to press forward onto the path that leads to the tree of life, Alma then compares their journey to planting a seed. Quote, Now, we will compare the word unto a seed. Now, if ye give place that a seed may be planted in your heart, behold, if it be a true seed or a good seed, if ye do not cast it out by your unbelief, that ye will resist the spirit of the Lord, behold, it will begin to swell within your breasts. And when you feel these swelling motions, ye will begin to say within yourselves, it must needs be that this is a good seed or that the word is good, for it beginneth to enlarge my soul. Yea, it beginneth to enlighten my understanding. Yea, it beginneth to be delicious to me. End quote. I grew up as a kid going to church and learning about God and Jesus Christ. So I had that foundational background in the gospel. But it, it had been about 10 years since I had attended a church regularly. Somehow, through a series of divinely inspired coincidences, I found myself sitting in the visitor center at the Idaho Falls Temple one day. I was watching the movie Joseph Smith, Prophet of the Restoration, and was struck by the fact that here was a people whose primary motivation seemed to be helping those around them and being kind to others. I then stayed for a few days with an elderly couple from the church in Idaho Falls, the Burtonshaws, where I witnessed firsthand these same things, their kindness and compassion towards me and my traveling partner, and their desire to help us. Besides my mother, whose kindness towards me I'm sure I took for granted, I had never really experienced being treated the way the Burtonshaws were treating me. They took my friend and I into their homes because my friend was distantly related to them and treated us like family. This kindness, which appeared to be connected to their religion, was enough to make me say, huh, I want to understand this better. In the words of Alma, it began to, quote, be delicious to me. But even in this moment, I was a very long way from accepting the restored gospel and making the decision to follow Christ by being baptized. Quote, And now behold, because ye have tried the experiment, and planted the seed, and it swelleth and sprouteth, and beginneth to grow, ye must needs know that the seed is good. 
And behold, as the tree beginneth to grow, you will say, Let us nourish it with great care, that it may get root, that it may grow up and bring forth fruit unto us. And now behold, if ye nourish it with much care, it will get root, and grow up, and bring forth fruit. But if ye neglect the tree, and take no thought for its nourishment, behold, it will not get any root. And when the heat of the sun cometh and scorches it, because it hath no root, it withers away. And ye pluck it up and cast it out. And thus, if ye will not nourish the word, looking forward with an eye of faith to the fruit thereof, ye can never pluck of the fruit of the tree of life. End quote. Well, this was the story of my life for the next 18 months. As I went through cycles of nourishing my seed of faith through things like reading the Book of Mormon and attending church and institute religiously, pun intended, and neglecting the tree as I went on living my normal life and all that entailed. My wife was speechless the other day when I told her that the week before I was baptized, I was working at the Sundance Film Festival and partying at the Hollywood House with celebrities like Michael Keaton and Professor Snape from Harry Potter. That's probably a story for another episode. Let me just say, though, that for people going through this process of trying to nourish their seedling of faith, they have no idea how to grow a tree. The concepts of faith building that we so commonly discuss in the church are completely foreign to those who are learning about the gospel for the first time, and so they need a significant amount of help along the way. I was fortunate that at every step of my journey, there were many people placed in my path that helped me continue along. And at the end of that path, Lehi's tree of life with the fruit of God's love. Quote, but if you will nourish the word, yea, nourish the tree as it beginneth to grow, by your faith with great diligence and with patience, looking forward to the fruit thereof, it shall take root. And behold, it shall be a tree springing up unto everlasting life. And because of your diligence and your faith and your patience with the word in nourishing it, that it may take root in you, behold, by and by ye shall pluck the fruit thereof, which is most precious, which is sweet above all that is sweet and which is white above all that is white, yea, and pure above all that is pure. And ye shall feast upon this fruit even until ye are filled, that ye hunger not, neither shall ye thirst. End quote. So when Nephi taught us that the tree of life is, quote, the love of God, which sheddeth itself abroad in the hearts of the children of men, Alma is explaining to us now that this tree is actually growing in each one of us. If we'll hear the word, experiment on it, exercise a particle of faith, plant it in our hearts, and then nourish this seed of faith as it grows inside of us. We can each have the tree of everlasting life, of God's love, growing in our hearts. As we strive to accept our Savior's invitation to follow him today, let's remember what our own hope is based on and continue to nourish our faith so that we can continue to partake of the fruit of God's love and then share that love with those around us. Thank you for listening today, and I'll see you next time.